This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekness starts in 3, 2, 1. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of All Things Good and Nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Internet is really, really great for Ford. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! Well, I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. <laughs> Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. So, uh, the other day, um, I was working in the kids' room, and, uh, I have this one kid who, like, he has this, he has this habit of, like, sticking things in his mouth and in his ears and his nose. Uh, we don't think anything of it. We just, you know, all kids do it. We just tell them to stop it and they generally do and um this one kid he like he was playing with on the train table and they have like these connectable trains with like magnets on them and they're that's fun all the kids love it whatever um and all of a sudden we hear screaming and i turn around and the, the little top dead. of the tank engine stabbed him no. The <laughs> little Thomas the Tank Engine uh, figure for Percy is halfway up this kid's nose. Like, he's, he's split between the nose and, and his face. Like, he split that area. He was shoving it so far in. And he started screaming because it hurt. I'm like, well, yeah, fucking don't put shit in your nose. Don't put a fucking train in your nose. I hope you phrased mind. it just like that, too. Don't put shit <laughs> up your nose. <laughs> That sounds like a Louis C.K. bit. Well, then don't fucking put shit up your nose, you stupid fucking <laughs> So, you, your uh, weekly dose of birth control has been provided by the All Things <laughs> Don't have kids, people. Don't have kids. Dear no, God. Don't have stupid kids. Please. Like, there are some kids out that I have. Like, I talk about, like, the very minority amount of kids that I have. They're fucking stupid as shit, though. And I'm like, Really? Really? It's, your nose is ripping off your face. Can you not shove a train up your nose? Well, I like trains. <laughs> so I, I like keep trains saying, a lot. The, the problem is advances in safety equipment and medicine. Those are the biggest problem with the world. Because all these stupid fucking kids used to die in childhood. Now a stupid kid wearing a helmet gets hit by a car and he lives and grows up and has dumber children. Yay, dumb kids for everybody. You know... I mean, well, I mean, I don't, I don't even know how he got it around his nostril in the first place. Like these things are big. So lose it up with a little snot. Yeah, you get some snot rockets on there. There was one kid who liked to put shit in his diaper. Like, yeah, I imagine he does put shit in his diaper. I mean, like he would put the trains it for later. in his shit in his diaper. Those trains never came back. I just told the mother to fucking keep them. I don't, I don't want them. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's disgusting. There's only so much work that bleach can do for you. <laughs> and it's not in my brain. No. No. 
I'm going to bleach your brain now. I'm all weirded out now after talking about bleaching and poop. <laughs> Boogers and poop and, and earwax and... Boogers are cool. I can handle oh my. that. I mean, that is this, this is my life. This is what I do. <laughs> like, Poor Naki, all aboard the poop train! Poop poop! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh god! You guys fucking missed me last week. <laughs> you were gone a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Little Anthony bit. missed me. Fuck you, Chris. Little bit. Little bit. Don't start those rumors back up again, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rumors that never die. They never did. Uh, they never some did. of those are the fun ones. No, uh, some rumors though just make you sad. I don't. It, it, it was a, everybody's like had this like inkling that I, Chris and I had gotten together and we're like, what? They thought we'd be banging, yo. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just like, no. And I'm assuming you two didn't say anything at all that would have led anybody to that conclusion, right? No, we didn't. <laughs> we really didn't. We were just we really we were talking on blogs. <laughs> we talk about Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. And I gotta say, you got you got some bad local produce if you're doing a drive from you know West Virginia to Chicago for a booty call. That no that's kidding. a lot of drive time. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure my girlfriend would be pretty upset with me if I was doing that. Yeah, More likely. Would, my and my boyfriend would be too. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. Just the facts. But welcome everyone to episode. I think this is 100 and. 12 or 113 of the All Things Good Nerdy podcast. Don't feel bad. We forget the number on every podcast I'm on, really, because we forgot I'm going to geek one week. We never remember on most of the other ones, so this is par <laughs> for the course for me. <laughs> We've got the we got the main crowd this week. we got got uh, Naki, Anthony, and myself here to entertain you and regale us and regale you all with tales of nerdery and shit like that. I'm shaking my booty and, for you. And Please turn trains. your camera back on, then. I mean, what? No. No, we need the hits. Turn yeah. the camera you back off. You, <laughs> you can't booty shake with your camera off. That's just rude. Oh my god! So the other day, random random story. I was I I don't know how I got into a twerking video like oh god. black hole of YouTube, but I found the best one where this girl was um twerking and by the upside best, down. Worst, right? No 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 <laughs> no no no. Let me tell this story. So this girl was twerking upside down against her door, and her roommate came in. And like the door opened and she fell forward where there was a lit candle on her table yeah, and she set ouch. her leg on fire. It was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I've seen that one. It sounds uncomfortable. That, but the, hilarious. This whole twerking thing, like can can you get more degraded in a dance move? I know, right? Like I don't know. What were we? Like, hey, here's a random guy with a camera. Why don't you four chicks do a handstand and shake your asses upside down on a wall? Because we don't give a damn about any part of you except your ass jiggling. There was a reason why I was looking at it too. What what happened? Well, like I don't even remember where this twerking black hole came from, but it it was it started with a conversation just like that. Like let's talk about how degrading fucking most dance moves are. The yeah. number one being twerking. Like let's look let's look at this. That shit's, shit's awful. And it's terrible. Like it doesn't even look attractive. I'm not even sure <laughs> why. Why it's you, you fell into a twerking, twerking video feed like falling into a tornado? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or a Wikipedia black hole. Like one day I was. Oh, I've had that happen before. I was I was Wikipediaing up something. It was something like it had to do with um 
with uh, the psycho 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 uh, psychothermorphic drugs, and somehow I wound up to electrocuting elephants. I'm like, how oh. did this happen? I was looking up. I, I was uh, <laughs> looking up uh, Thomas Edison and Topsy. It came from. It how started off with. That? I don't know how that happened, but that's <laughs> a Wikipedia black hole. Next time yeah. that happens, push your back button until you get to the beginning and see how that happened. Just so <laughs> with, enough, with enough six degrees, you can connect anything. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is when I get lost on YouTube watching stand-up comedy. Well, like I'll, see, I'll hear about a new comedian, and yeah, I like Google their name and then find their U- uh, YouTube list of them. Start watching those, like, oh, what about this comedian? Oh, what about this comedian? Like six hours later, and you just watch insane of comedy, which it's not a bad way to spend the day. It's not, but it's still like, what did I just do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just watched fixed... a bunch of uh, Ron Funches videos. I didn't know who that guy was until I started watching Undateable. Hmm. That uh, new I was show watching... on NBC. He's fucking hilarious. I f- uh, I found Hannibal Burris that way, who is also hilarious. Nice. Hannibal Burris is a good one. Yeah, I got my Chromecast. I finally fixed it so it'd work again since I changed routers because for some reason it was fighting me, and I got in the YouTube black hole yesterday. It was what bad. Did you, what did you wind up watching? I ended watching the behind-the-scenes of Blue Mountain State Season 3. I don't know how <laughs> I got there, but it was entertaining. You're, like, on YouTube watching DVD extras? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. They, it's something they uploaded because they never put the DVDs out for it or whatnot, and it's part of what they put out to promote their doing a Kickstarter movie. Nice. And I was like, oh, behind the scenes. And I, was, I got sucked in, and I'm like, oh, crap. Wow. Oh, speaking of which, congratulations to Matt Miner and Sean Von Gorman. Motherfucking Toe Tag Riot has been funded. Yay! I was excited to see that happen. There, there will be zombies for a little while. Yeah, it was iffy. But yeah, there will be zombies eating the Westboro Baptist Church bitches. I can't wait to read that comic. I can't either. That's going to be fan-freaking-tastic. That's the best way to put it. Indeed. I can't wait to read the first book, then. Now I'm all distracted, thinking about zombies eating the Westboro Baptist Church. I'm trying to figure out how I got to Thomas Edison electrocuting Topsy. <laughs> that is that is I, a stretch. I don't know. <laughs> Did you hit your head at some point during this Googling, or this uh, Wikipediaing? No, I just, I like, I, I start reading random things, and then it just happens. I don't. I don't know. Like uh, there was one time I was I was uh, looking up something about Alan Moore, and because we were talking about um, the Watchmen, and then I was like, oh well, he's done a lot of other books too, and so I started to list him off, and I'm like, well, let me look into it a little bit, and I wound up fucking reading about Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse, and I'm like, how did this even happen? Well, see that that's the power of Alan Moore's beard. It has magical powers. It That's does. It direct you wherever it feels like. His beard is, in fact, magical. Yep. I feel like if I ever met him, his beard would consume me. I'm pretty sure his beard has consumed quite a few writers and the occasional waitress at a pub. No There's doubt. There's no chance of that. But that's where his power comes from. <laughs> that like and the Samson. blood of the youth. Well, yeah. Well, that's a given. <laughs> All good writers use the blood of the youth. Obviously. Where do you think I get? I keep my youthful appearance from? I'm almost 30, fuckers. <laughs> Naki, you're the baby of the show, you know, right? Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting how young both of you are. I got the I got the kid look going on. 
Yeah, we got, all we my got baby stuff. face Bachman with us today. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That that beard had to go. It was finally starting to bug me. The doing yoga and weightlifting in the garage a couple weeks ago and just yeah. And all I could feel is just sweat going into the beard. It's like, okay, yeah. Time to go, beard. You're out of here. I yeah. shaved my beard too. Well, that's good. That is fan <laughs> I'm sure your boyfriend's happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm sure. She'd probably he be happier if she waxed. Guys don't like chicks with stubble. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it'll still happen even if you wax it. You still get stubble. Takes yeah, but longer, it takes I imagine. Longer, it? Well, you get <laughs> with the shave, you get like maybe three days. With the wax, you get about three weeks. Uh, see, there you go. I'm and glad this that is I why women enjoy pain and endure pain for us because they're awesome. We endure a lot of pain for you. <laughs> You were born from pain. You will die from pain. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> that reminded me of a quote. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Right, so, is, is that the <laughs> point where you going to say the quote or just stare at your camera? <laughs> I'll just stare at my camera blankly. <laughs> that reminded me of a quote. That's exactly how it went. <laughs> Because I was hoping someone else was going to interrupt me while I said it. <laughs> I want to hear the quote, goddammit. You can't tell no, me no, something. I think, I quote, think we're just going to roll into the news of the week. The no, no, it's news of the week time. News. Oh, man, you're fired. <laughs> you can't fire me. I quit. You're not my real dad. Damn it. <laughs> Goodbye, world. How the fuck you get fired? On your day off. <laughs> Steal the boxes. <laughs> so. News time. Why don't we toss it to the ladies first? We'll go to Naki. Woo! This is because I, I wasn't here last week, isn't it? Not really. I was just going ladies first because I figured uh -huh. that was polite. Sometimes I'm nice. Being nice. Okay. Anyways, um, so my news of the week is probably old, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, Pixar's next movie, which outside of um, because we we know the one that's coming out this year, but they're talking about the one that's coming out next year. Big Hero um, Six. Yes, Big Hero Six is this year. Next year is a really interesting title called uh, Inside Out, which is starring um, Amy Poehler. Um, the uh, the thing it's kind of trippy because it actually takes place inside of this girl. Uh, it, it's her mind. <laughs> Hey, shut up. Shut up. Let me finish my sentence before yeah, you get all um, corny. Yeah. It gets it takes place inside of her mind. It's Did you say uh, corny or porny? Porny. Okay. Pixar porn. How crazy would that be? That's an awesome. I'm sure it exists already. I'm sure it exists already. Um But it takes place inside of her mind as she goes through um adolescence. It like it goes through the first eleven years of her life. So, right until she hits puberty. Um, Wait, so the movie ends right when shit gets crazy? I guess. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, it takes place in the mind of a little girl named Riley. Um, and the the protagonist is Joy, who is one of the five emotions that steer Riley. Um, Joy is a, voiced by Amy Poehler. Um, and then the, the rest of it is taking place inside of, like, it looked, from the description in the in the article I'm reading, it says, akin to the bridge from the Starship Enterprise, it's Joy and her cohorts, including Fear, who's voiced by Bill Hader, Disgust, who's voiced by Mindy Colling, uh, Anger, who's voiced by Louis Black, and Sadness, who is uh, voiced by Phyllis Smith, 
Um, they're all working together to keep Riley emotionally balanced, and for the first 11 years of her life, the primary influencer is Joy, as evidenced by Ri- Riley's sunny demeanor. Um, okay, I will totally watch it just for Lewis Black as, what was it, anger? Yes. Yeah. But wait, wait, it gets even <laughs> it gets even crazier here, and I'm just going to quote this, this story because it just, it's so much better. Um, but as adolescence sets in, Joy finds her lead role usurped. Suddenly, sadness wants to pipe in at inappropriate times, coaxing rocks, coaxing Riley to cry during her first day at a new school, for instance. As the other two emotions jostle for control, both of them fall into deepest reaches of my, Riley's mind and have to work their way back. Meanwhile, left to their own devices, fear, disgust, and anger col- collide to transform Riley into a moody preteen. Oh my god, I know what this is. This is a comedic you know, Pixar version of Herman's head. <laughs> but it's it seems so interesting. And I plus this shit. is this is this is their this is Pixar's first non um non princess female role and this is uh their first female like lead. Nice. That isn't a That's princess. Cool. So I'm really kind of excited for this. I wanna <laughs> see how it's gonna go. I just want to see her when she's like five, six years old and some kid, you know, steals her ball while she's playing fucking four square. And then Lewis Black just takes over. That son of a bitch of a fucking <laughs> the ball. <laughs> that would be fantastic. How the hell are they going to get Lewis Black, like, PG rated in a Pixar film? That's the only problem. Lots it's, of it's retakes. Not, it's going to be like 62% Lewis Black at best. Because you can't have 100% Louis Black in a Pixar movie. Kids would leave the theater crying. But the adults would be smiling. Very true. I think the adults are going to be smiling anyways. He's probably going <laughs> to have all the nice innuendo lines that kids yes, are going to understand. I'll speaking of, it, speaking oh. of innuendo, How to Train Your Dragon 2 was amazing, and it made me feel way too many feelings, but oh my god, the adult jokes in that movie. <laughs> Nice. I still haven't actually sat down and watched the first one. I've heard nothing but good stuff, but I keep catching like pieces of it in my friend's yeah, house. I'm the but same I never way. watched the whole thing all the way through. I really liked it. Um, I was really excited for the sequel, and they did a really good job. So if 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 you like like you know Vikings and dragons and you know and it's it is a kids movie, you know you'll enjoy it. It was it's really good. And plus, it's kind of like Lilo and Stitch, but only with dragons and Vikings. Nice. Nothing like wrong with Vikings. that. Oh, Stitch was my very first tattoo. I've never seen that movie, but... You have a Stitch tattoo? I do. It was my very first one. It's my mom tattoo. Nice. Oh, dude, you gotta see Lilo and Stitch. All the sequels and the TV show and blah, 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 but the first, the first film? Fucking great. Dude, Stitch, had a gl- Stitch has a glitch, the sequel? That movie is sad. Yeah. Stitch dies. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, big spoiler Lord. alert. Spoiler Lord. alert. Thanks for ruining it, Naki. Stitch is dead. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> now I don't know how to react. I'm just going to go on to my new story then. Do it. Uh, Do comic it. book resources has confirmed, and a DC Comics has also come out and confirmed in a blog post that Bob Kane is being posthumously awarded a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. <laughs> yeah, I like how somebody wrote it up that Bob Kane is possibly getting a star for the best, uh, the best of uh, what robbery he ever committed. Yes, 
the, the interesting thing was uh, DC in their short blog post referred to uh, Bill Finger as a frequent collaborator on Batman. Uh, that's, that's one way to put it. Uh, yes. Watching the the people that are working on the documentary and stuff for him and the guy that came on Fat Man on Batman to talk about it, it's really sad that Bill Finger was apparently just a guy who just never really fought for putting his name on the character, even though he did most of what we consider Batman. Right. And Bob Kane was just a smarter businessman. And as, um, who was it, one of the guys that was just on Fat Man on Batman said that basically a lot of it came down to the fact that Bob Kane was the guy in the office. When yeah. they needed to sign the contract at D.C., Apparently, Bill Finger wasn't in the office that day. Bob Kane was. And whoever was in the office was going to be the one signing the contract. And, hey, you're the creator of Batman. Uh, and just one additional point. He's not the only comic book personality to have a star on the Walk of Fame. Stan Lee got his in 2011. Damn right. Stan the man. Pow! Entertainment! I just thought that one was interesting to bring up. We're lo- I'm seeing in the chat room that uh, a bunch of people have said Lilo and Stitch is good. And then uh, Jay Webb has also said Bill Finger finally getting a cover credit at least, but nowhere near enough. Wait, is that true? I guess. Have they, have they actually locked down that Bill Finger's going to get credit for co-creator? Or is it just a cover credit on a specific book? I don't know. I'm trying yeah, to find I mean, the reference. but It I needs don't... to be something like where every time it says Superman created by Siegel and Schuster, it needs to say Batman created by Kane and Finger. Yes, I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't know. And that, Jurassic that'll be also one of brought those... up in the chat room that Bob Kane had a lawyer. Yeah, very true. And yeah, I mean, and it was also it was a very different time. I mean, these guys were they were doing a job. It wasn't about who owned the character, who created who. They, I mean, they went to work, they drew shit all day long, and they went home. Like it wasn't it wasn't comics the way we think of comics these days. It was a very different industry. But yeah, I, I can definitely see Bob Kane's star might be getting a little graffiti for the rest of eternity. <laughs> yeah, I could see that too. I see people are just writing co-creator above the word Bob Kane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would be awesome. <laughs> you don't have to deface it and put Bill Finger on it. Just put co-creator of Batman on his star. I would laugh my ass off. I got ten bucks for the first person that finds the star on the Walk of Fame, spray paints it, and takes a picture. But don't put it on your Twitter, because... The ten bucks probably won't cover your ticket. It will not. No. Oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> you, you did say in the pre-show knock you're going to a, a Hall of Notes. I am. Show. Well, um, there's a phone number I just saw here that if you call, it's seven one nine two six six two eight three seven. You get connected to the Hall of Notes emergency Hall of Notes helpline, where then you can choose <laughs> which songs you want to listen to on there. You're the first two. First four choices I see are one-on-one, rich girl, man-eater, and private eyes. So if you need obviously your, man-eater, come if on. You need to get your Hall Notes fix, Naki. Call seven one nine two six six two eight three seven to be directed to the Call and Oats emergency Hall and Oats helpline. I love that it's Call and Oats. <laughs> She's a man-eater. I need it right now. I need it. So if, if you're feeling down, like I said earlier, call the Hall Notes emergency helpline. There you go. That's those, if you're gonna call, if, if you need an emergency, if if it, if you, <laughs> what if? I'm just I'm just baffled. Like these, none of these songs are even like uplifting. <laughs> it's like that's it. This Monday sucks. I'm putting bullets in the gun. 
Uh, I just need some hollow notes. I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna listen forget. to some man eater. Gonna listen to some private eyes. <laughs> okay, so I actually just looked. That phone number translates into seven one nine two six oats. Seven one nine two six oats. Oats. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited now. <laughs> There's nothing right about this. So uh, you and Jay send put that in number the, to your boyfriend. There you go. Jay put in the chat room, it's the 75th anniversary reprint of Detective 27 that's supposed to have clear credit, at least on that issue. So a reprint of Detective 27, the origin of the first issue of Batman, where it'll hopefully say co-created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. If they do that, I will definitely buy a copy of that issue. I will too. I might. I don't know. It depends on if I remember it's out or not. <laughs> that is also a thing. I'll be honest. Fair enough. So I'm going to toss to Anthony then for his news de la week. My news of the week was a huge swelling of anticipation that was followed by crushing defeat. Don't talk about my sex life that way. Yeah, well, I mean, what happens? As <laughs> <laughs> we prep for Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, there's always rumors. Everybody's talking about who's showing up in what movie, what little fucking cameos and blah blah blah. And the rumor came around and a bunch of like a bunch of news organizations hit it up. It was all over the place that uh, Nathan Fillion was gonna show up in Guardians of the Galaxy as none other than the original Nova, Richard Ryder. Buckethead apparently yeah, that I awesome. thought fucking Buckethead, I was gonna get a new warrior on screen in the Marvel universe, which would be fucking amazing. But James Gunn was kind enough to say the rumors of my pal at Nathan Fillion playing Nova in hashtag Guardians of the Galaxy have been greatly and entirely exaggerated. Sorry, humans. And then later on, and that was what, 20 hours ago, so that was you know early yesterday, and then later on he put, uh, what was the other tweet? Rumors are true he has a part of the film. He has a very small, fun cameo he did as a favor to me. So Gunn has said for a fact he is in the movie, and he does have a cameo, but he blatantly stated that he's not Nova. He did not, however, say that he's not Richard Ryder. So my one small glimmer of hope is that if you look at the Guardians of the Galaxy on IMDb, uh, Roman Day, the guy played by John C. Riley, who's basically talking shit to all the Guardians during the film, right. he's the character that died in the comics, shot an energy blast to Earth, and that energy blast transferred his powers to Richard Ryder, making him Nova. So we could see at the very end of the movie, hopefully Roman Day dies, has to toss his powers off to somebody, and we just see, you know, Nathan Fillion going into a malt shop to have a to have a malt. Because that's how awesome. Richard Ryder got his powers. Or I mean, it wouldn't be Nova, but it's still possible that we could get Nathan Fillion as Richard Ryder as the small cameo or the stinger in oh Guardians God, of the Galaxy. Yeah, to open up, you know, more of the Marvel Galactic Universe. Well, couldn't we also run into... Because isn't current Nova in the series, isn't it Sam? Isn't it his son? No, no. Sam Alexander is the son of uh, a guy that was part of the Black Nova Corps, which are like their special ops team that nobody knew about until they just created that new Nova comic book. Oh, okay. So Sam Alexander has no connection to Richard Ryder whatsoever, other than the fact that they've both been Novas. Gotcha. Never mind. 
Nope. And yeah, and it's one of those things where it's it would be a perfect thing to kind of bring Nova into that universe because in the comics when they did the end of the Annihilation stuff and then there was a big fight with uh, this anti-universe uh, called the Cancerverse, it ended with um, Nova and uh, Star-Lord, Peter Quill, fighting off Thanos to, and destroying the Cancerverse and they all died and disappeared. And in the comics, Thanos is back, Peter Quill is back, and they're supposed to be doing a storyline in the Guardians of the Galaxy to show what happened to Nova, because apparently Star-Lord hasn't said anything about how he lived and made it through the Cancerverse, but Richard Rider is the only one that hasn't reappeared from that event. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, there is a connection between the Guardians and Nova. That is interesting. Well, they are. Even if you go into the uh, the cartoon universes that Disney's doing, there is because um, in Ultimate Spider-Man they have a crossover. Mm-hmm. Well, not a crossover. Shut up. There's a there's an episode <laughs> where Nova uh, introduces everybody to the Guardians of the Galaxy. <coughs> <It's a show. coughs> I, I like still like show. it. <laughs> it's definitely not the worst Spider-Man cartoon they've ever done. That's all. I'm it saying. is not the worst. Yeah, the worst one's the one that was on MTV. That one With was Neil pretty Patrick bad. Harris? Though, yeah, I like Neil Patrick Harris as Peter Parker, but yeah, the, the art style on that show was not good. I couldn't watch it. It was like seizures-tastic. Like, <laughs> it, it was crazy. Uh, Ultimate was, Spider-Man, it's got some fun stuff, but yeah, it's, it's a weird mix of you know Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, and half the shit from the old cartoons all kind of rolled into one story. Too much fourth wall breaking for me. I see, and I, I kind of like the little goofy dancing around little chibi Spider-Man. Yeah, it's it's like, it's cute. Like it's definitely a kids show. Yeah. yeah, it's fun, and it's a good way to like introduce like the little ones to to Spider-Man because I know my my nephew loves that show. So it was Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and that went away. Yeah, that was the best Marvel cartoon ever made. And then sadly, Disney bought the company and said, nope, nope, we're going to animate it. Guys, I can't like cartoons because it means they'll go away. Let's look at my track record. Young Justice, Green Lantern, <laughs> this Spectacular is very Spider-Man, true. Justice uh, League, Justice League Unlimited. They all go away. What's uh, what the the Tron, Tron Legacy? Tron Uprising. Or Uprising. Tron Uprising. Yeah. yeah, that went away. If I like a cartoon, that means it's dead. So you should be happy I don't like your <laughs> shit show. There you go. Stay away from it, Chris. Leave my Ultimate Spider-Man alone. This is the second time I've called a show shit in like two weeks. It's kind of fun. I've got some crap for calling Defiance a shit show, I'll be honest. (laughs) Well, we just started a new podcast on the Gunna Geek Network of Defiance. I said it's not my kind of show, and that's fine. (laughs) I really wish I could keep the falling skies. Not everything is for everybody. No. Oh, I love falling skies. You know what makes falling skies amazing? Go watch the first four episodes of uh, Revolution, the <laughs> NBC show, where nobody gets dirty at all, and all clothes are clean 15 years after the apocalypse, and then go watch the first two episodes of Falling Skies, where people instantly start growing beards, and the actual costume department actually puts fucking dirt on their clothes. Yeah, go figure, right? <laughs> and for, for those that aren't familiar, Falling Skies returns tonight, I believe it is, season four. I was just watching, like... I think I watched the first two seasons. That's a it's a great show. It's really good. I've I've just keep seeing the promotions for it and like watching the promotions. I'm like, damn, I really want to watch this show. The I first three never... seasons are on Amazon Instant, I think. If you have Amazon have Prime, that. you can watch them on there. I have that. Yeah, so you can get the first yeah. three seasons. When I had Prime, I was I had they had the first two seasons on there, and that's where I watched it. 
Yeah, it's really good. Noah Wiley's fucking awesome. I like that kid. Dr. Carter. He is Fuck Dr. That, Carter. Fuck that, the librarian, man. He's the librarian. He is also the librarian. But, That's like, like I, know him as, I know him as Dr. Fucking... Carter. Yeah. I had such a crush on him. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the librarian did. movies, he's good. We were talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit before this. I did want to bring up something interesting. Karen Gillan's going around doing the press junket or whatnot for Guardians of the Galaxy because she plays Nebula in it. She was asked if she could play a different superhero, who would she choose? And she basically said she wants to play Spider-Girl. So think nice. about that for a second. If she was Mayday Parker, a.k.a. the the child of Peter and Mary Jane, I could see uh, Karen Gillan as that. The Marvel Universe 2? Yeah, MC2 or whatever they call it. I don't know. There's other versions of Spider Girl that she could do. Yeah, they I don't do like those other ones that much, though. I like the Arana one. That was a kind of okay. cool version. I like the Mayday. I like the May Parker one. That one's fantastic. I mean, the the really funky one would be if she did um, uh, what is it? Ultimate Universe. The name she chose was Jessica Drew, but Spider Girl in that world is actually Peter Parker. Yes. Because when when they did Clone Saga, Bendis wrote in a female clone. So this person wakes up in a female body with all the memories of Peter Parker and goes, wait, I have boobs. What the fuck? Isn't Jessica a member of the Ultimates in that world now, too? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. She's a badass character. But it was funny, yeah, the way he wrote it, because you want to talk about dealing with you know gender issues? You clone a guy and turn him into a chick. That's what and, X-23 is. Yeah. yeah, but at least she was raised as a little girl. Like, you know, I don't think she went through, like, super accelerated growth. Jessica Drew in the Ultimate Universe basically woke up at 16 with all of Peter Parker's memories at 16 of being a guy. And then was no longer a guy. That's fucking weird. Yeah, that would be <laughs> odd. I'd, I'd feel awkward. Yes. <laughs> Looking back in the chat, we'd missed a few comments when I was talking about all my shows getting canceled. Jed said I sound so sad. <laughs> it's because I <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does it only happen to cartoons? So far, I hope, because if it does, that means Arrow's going away it soon. Yeah, and... if, it ha- if it starts happening to real TV shows, you have to fucking stop watching Arrow, you son of a bitch. If <laughs> that show canceled, I'm going to be pissed at you. If I stop watching Arrow, that means I have to stop watching the Starling Tribune on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com, where we talk about Arrow each week. I'm fine with that, as long as it means Arrow keeps coming out. I don't give a damn. Fair enough. Side note, have you seen the workout videos that uh, Stephen Amell's put online of uh, him through yeah. Arrow like, Season 3? If I didn't have a bum knee, I'd be looking around Boise trying to find a fucking parkour clinic. Man, it's, it's incredible. Those are some crazy-ass workout videos. Yeah, some of the stuff he's doing, like, it's literally, it's like, this is how to be a superhero. Like, that's his workout. I want to see Stephen <laughs> Amell try out for Ninja Warrior. Uh, people talk about that. I loved it. What was it? Uh, somebody on Twitter was saying that they should bring back Battle of the Network stars, and Stephen Amell apparently responded to him like, "Bring it on!" It was Entertainment <laughs> Weekly actually. They posted an article talking about his uh, workout videos because that's how I saw it. Like, man, if we do this. We should just bring back Battle of the Network stars. And I was like, man, he'd smoke everyone. And he just tweets back. He's like, "Bring it on. Let's do it." Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know why there. It wouldn't be much of a battle. Yeah. It would just be Stephen Amell beating the shit out of everybody in Hollywood. Because that boy is good to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you go and look at how much that guy balked up, like I've been watching some old episodes of Blue Mountain State. He's in season one of Blue Mountain State. He's a skinny guy. He's not that He's not that built. And then you go to Arrow, which aired like three years later, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, see, and I never saw him in anything before. Yeah, he used to be a tiny dude. Well, I mean, in comparison. <laughs> I don't think he really was tiny, but if you look at him now, you're like, 
What the yeah, hell? Yeah, just not as big what as happened he to you. <laughs> I've been oh. watching Arrow. How far are you now, Naki? I'm eight episodes in. Eight episodes in? I don't know All where it right. is. Let me look and see what episode episode eight is. Now I'm curious. But before I get too far uh, in the chat room, Draftsman had said, uh, I think most of us are advocates for better children and kids' TV shows because we care about quality and we are really excited about bright colors even as we have grown. That's true. That's true. You watched episode eight, which was Vendetta, as Oliver and No, no, no. Last episode I watched was was seven. Seven. A mob boss's daughter might be the soulmate with whom Oliver can be himself. Ah. Oh, you got the first Huntress episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. That's a good episode. You've got some good ones coming up. Yeah. And we do advocate it's... for better children and TV shows for kids, and that's why the Reading Rainbow Kickstarter is fucking awesome. And I love that yes. they've made millions of dollars. I do too. That's one of the best things ever. Like, if you want, like, to be your faith to be slightly restored in humanity, go check out the videos on the Kickstarter for Reading Rainbow and you the sheer amount of money they've put together to bring more the Burton reading. has for it. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Like that first, like that second video, he's crying. He is. He is so happy. It's a, it's an important app, you know. You want that to be available to kids, and yeah, it's, you know, I have to sit around and watch kids shows all day at work, and fuck, I hate Dora. I hate fucking Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I really do. You want to go as far as to say it's a shit show? It is, no. You know what a shit show is? <laughs> fucking Caillou. Okay, that is a shit show. That teaches kids cave. how to whine. Yeah, little <laughs> little whiny bald French kid. He's creepy. He's Why creepy. He's whiny. If I was gonna kill any kid show character, it would be Caillou. <laughs> wow, those are I harsh words there. I fucking hate that kid so much. But you guys want to talk are... about a show that's not a kid's show? What's a yes. show that's not a kid's show? Daredevil. They just announced another casting. Oh, piece of news. I don't hell know if you guys yeah, seen this. I saw this news and went, fuck yes. Rosario Dawson is going to be a lead lead character in the new Daredevil series. Untitled role so far. I'm so excited that my camera is not on right now. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> no hand check needed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rosario Dawson's so fucking awesome. Yes. Uh, they, they, all they've given us is a description of her character. According to the press release, her character is described as, quote, a dedicated young woman whose quest to heal the wounds of Hell's Kitchen brings Matt Murdock unexpectedly crashing into her life, while her own journey forever alters the course of his battle against the injustices of this broken city, end quote. Can Which she become the she new Electra? Be... That's what I was hoping. She could. I mean, that, with that description, she could be fucking anybody, depending yeah. on what they're doing with she that show. Anyone. But it's Rosario Dawson's, though. Yep. I'm a big fan. Notice how they both only used one hand. Damn right. <laughs> Someone screen capture this. <laughs> <laughs> and and if, if you aren't aware, Rosario Dawson already has mad geek cred. Uh, both the Sin City films... Uh, she did The Clerks with freaking Kevin Smith, which is just a bunch of dorks doing movies. And she actually had her own comic for a while. Like, she, besides being you know, gorgeous and an awesome actress, she's a dork. So if she's based on a character that's in the actual Daredevil books, you can bet right now she's reading everything there is to know about that character. Yeah. That dance sequence on the rooftop in Clerks 2, it's, oh, know, it's right? worth owning that movie just for that sequence. She's so fucking cute. Clerks 2 made me love Rosario Dawson, I'll be honest. 
Yep. I don't know how anybody could watch that movie and not love Rosario Dawson. They have no soul. Yep. Done. Even after watching Alexander. Ugh. Ooh, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you? It had Rosario Dawson in it. But it's but I also think got... I got it for two bucks. Fair enough. <laughs> it's also got bleached out Colin Farrell. Yeah. That was one of the weirdest roles he ever did. And you, you know there's a problem when the director's cut of a film is shorter than the theatrical release that the studio <laughs> wanted to put out. That's, That's also a true. fucking problem. <laughs> so looking back in the yeah. chat room, Drasman said, we've but got Maki the Caillou Killer. That just rolls that, off the tongue. That movie <laughs> have naked Rosario Dawson. Oh, yeah. I, I've already found that out. Thank you. I didn't have to watch the yeah. movie to find it out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Internet. Thank you. <laughs> and, and going killer. back to our discuss, discussion yeah, about cartoons... Uh, Jay had said, this is also why I show my three girls old cartoons from when I was their age, which just happens to be Batman, the animated series. Nice. That's a good we'll, choice. Graduate I'm, them to Batman Beyond. It's good, too. I may Damn or right. may not have donated my Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1987 series DVD to my kid's town just because nice. I couldn't take it anymore. So they watch that in Pokemon now. Again, from my own personal donation. Because <laughs> no. I was uh, just like, I had no more Caillou. Well, although they, they, there are a couple of like good shows out there. There's like Sid the Science Kid and Dr. I think it's Doc McStuffins. Yeah, there's a couple of them that are good. Anyways, uh, Drassman. I'm not familiar with it. Drassman in the chat room had said regarding Rosario Dawson, she could play White Tiger. Ooh. Angela Del That would be good. Yeah, because I mean, then you get, you know, bring over the, the kids that are watching Ultimate Spider-Man, which is where they've made that character really popular. Because yeah. I mean, White Tiger really cool on there. She was good on the um, what was Avengers Academy, was the yep. the comic. Yes. She was really cool in that book, but yeah, they, the the character's done really well on Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, this would work for that though, because if you start looking at it, I'm looking at her origins and stuff on Comic Vine. As a child, she was babysat by Luke Cage and Danny Rand, who are going to have their own show on Netflix. Let's see, she's worked with Daredevil. Currently, when she became White Tiger on different investigations, she has a background as, I think, an FBI agent, it said. So that could work. No. Nope. Plus, and that would mean... something about her fighting in Hell's Kitchen. She could be a Latino rights activist. Yeah. Which would get her into the courtroom, possibly, with Matt Murdock. That could be kind of cool. I'm, you heard that's it here good, first. Good call, Draftsman. Good call. I know. I'd, I'd pay money to see her in an Electra outfit. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Electra Nacho, she's Greek. She could be dark enough to could be Rosario Dawson. Didn't she play um the wife of Hades in one of the Percy Jackson movies? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. See, I know things. <laughs> I know things. You guys want a news story that's guaranteed to make Naki angry? Yay! So, uh, we know how much Naki loves the new Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out, right? As much as she likes Caillou. As much as she likes Caillou, right? Well, there's been some... Uh, how, how can I put this delicately enough? Teenage Mutant Ninja Hulk. And we have our first look at her favorite character, the Whitewash Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Naki? Do you like Whitewash Shredder with a bunch of blades hanging off him? What the looks fuck like is oh, that? Have you not seen that? What is that? that? No! What is that? Transformer what is Shredder. that? <laughs> That's we had leftover parts from the last Michael Bay Transformer film, and we glued them to a fucking suit of armor. 
<laughs> for the, for those that aren't familiar and aren't watching the show live, uh, it is the first screenshot that leaked out of the show that's been circling the web with Splinter standing in front of him where he's towering over Splinter wearing a massive suit of armor with tons of blades coming off of it, and it looks like he has Wolverine claws. Why did they turn him into Wolverine? He has, like, four swords attached to his... It's not Wolverine claws. Wolverine claws are something you could actually use in combat. He has 80 pounds of metal hanging off of each hand. He looks like a fucking transformer. fucking arms. Yeah, he does. He looks like a transformer. It looks like what would happen if you asked a four-year-old to redesign Shredder. That's what it is. Ooh, and then we'll put in our sword here. We'll put in our sword here. And oh, no, 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 blades! Look at how badass he looks! Look at it! Look at how badass he is! Some four-year-old watched, saw the logos for the Expendables, and then redesigned the Shredder costume. <laughs> That's what that fucking costume is. Oh God! Why? Why? Because this is I just. I wanted to insert some in, incite some rage. That's all. I'm here to why? Because they don't care. Yes. They don't care. People are still Nobody gonna go fucking see this movie. movie. Nobody. Well, yeah. Sadly, people will still go see it, which is what will give us at least two sequels. No. And people working on that film don't give a shit about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're using a franchise for its name to make money. There's no. You can tell from everything that they've shown so far. There is nobody working on that film that gives a good goddamn about the actual Ninja Turtles. Why is there like? <laughs> Just watching the first trailer, like, the first thing you see is, like, explosions and gunfire. Like, what the fuck is this? Michael Bay, yeah. But he's not even directing it. He's just a producer. That's exactly what I expected. No, once his name's on it, that that increases your explosion count by 240%. Exactly. That's true, but I'm just... Like, that, that is a movie that sincerely gives me so much rage. And I know, like, people, like, keep saying they're gonna take me to see it just to, like, incite this rage. But seriously, like... I you have want 30 to years you watching it. There's 30 years <laughs> of backstory. That if you go even just redo the first movie, it's still gritty and it's still got its funniness and it's still the Ninja Turtles. Just fucking redo that movie. You've got 30 fucking years of material and you're going to do this? No, fuck you. Actually, if you want to go back and go gritty, what I would love to see is a movie that's based on the original comics. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> ninjas that fucking kill people. All day, every day, lopping off foot soldier heads, all wearing red bandanas, so the only way you can tell them apart is their fucking weapons. The original Ninja Turtles were fucking vicious. Leo was hacking and slashing motherfuckers. Raphael was stabbing people in the head. The Ninja Turtles that most people know, they only know the color-coded ones that were kiddified to make, you know, the Fox TV show. Which, you know, is understandable. It works for kids that way. But yeah, if you want to go grim and gritty, just redo the original comic. There's plenty of material. Era of reboot. Even do the current series. The current series is pretty gritty. Which I've heard, yeah, and I've heard good shit about it too. It's really good. Our chat room's taking a look at the photos too. Mike has said too many blades. I'm not gonna see it. (laughs) Then Draftsman said, "Yay, anger, Naki, anger." Michael Bay is gonna take years of Naki's life expectancy. (laughs) Bullshit. Anger is what keeps you alive. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, you guys want some more Michael Bay news? Hell yeah! Transformers Five comes out this week. Oh yeah, Beast Wars! Beast Wars is happening. But you Marky guys, you guys Mark want... and the fucky Transformers. That's you guys want to win though? <laughs> they said that Transformers Five is not guaranteed to happen yet. So 
Oh, or two. Transformers Six, rather, whatever the next one is. Oh, okay. Whatever, it's gonna happen. Well, so this is. I four, guess this is Transformers Four. So Transformers four. Five is not guaranteed yet, even though they've announced it. One of the producers came out and said, "Well, it's not one hundred percent yet." My fucking Marky Mark's gonna get you eighty million right there, just because he's in it. Marky honestly, Mark and the fucking Transformers will make $140 million opening weekend. Honestly, part of me wants to see Optimus Prime ride a dinosaur. I want to see Grimlock. I will not fucking pay a dollar to watch that movie, though. I will wait till no. it's on Netflix. You yeah, I know. Gonna, Redbox. I won't be paying no money for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I won't be paying no money for fucking Transformers and the Funky Bunch. Uh-uh. Not doing it. Uh, but but part of me really does want to see him on a dinosaur. But at the same time, I can just fucking watch the Transformer series on Netflix. So whatever. Yep. <laughs> so guys, I think I took at least a couple years <laughs> off Naki's life with the rage around the herd today. If I uh, see, you're making me like create a kill list. So I've got Caillou, I've got Michael Bay, I've got <laughs> rage, nerd rage. <laughs> Embrace your anger. Give him to the dark side. Let it flow through you. We need uh, Emperor Palpatine to come on the show to help turn Naki to the dark side. There you go. <laughs> and there it is. The, your 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 sweatshirt's a little bright. <laughs> it's dark yeah, one, one today. It doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need my black hoodie. <laughs> so I did have one last thing I'd seen in news-wise I wanted to bring up before we could start closing things out. It is a new crossover that Dynamite Comics is doing. Do you guys care to guess which two characters they're crossing over? Um, uh, wait, Batman I don't Green know. Hornet? No, wait, I'm wondering if you're, if you're talking about the same thing that I'm thinking of that I saw a news post on. I don't know. You'd have to hazard your guess. This is a book okay. slate from late 2014. I don't, I don't know what it's supposed help to be. you figure it out? Ed, wait. G.I. Joe and Doctor Who. No, you're not correct. One of the writers on this collaboration is one Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I don't know if he's a writer on it. See, I just I read I just read this article about Alice an Alice Cooper comic that Dynamite's putting out. That's not uh, the one I was now, now I want Doctor Who and Kill Bill. That'd <laughs> be awesome. <laughs> no, well, okay, I don't know what it is. That that was my guess was the Alice Cooper comic. <laughs> What I'm seeing here is that Dynamite is going to be doing a crossover book written by Tarantino and Matt Wagner that is Django and Zorro. Nice. Zorro <laughs> and Chained, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the both of them will be uh, partnering up at some point. That is what's, interesting. What's a bag? I, I want to know what they're going to do about the language. I don't know. Uh, according to this, DC <laughs> owns the rights to the Django character for comics, so they are partnering with Dynamite. Much like they did say. for Batman 66 meets Green Hornet. The the Django the Django comic was done through Vertigo. Right, and so. so DC is partnering with Dynamite to do this crossover, and Tarantino is writing it. So that could be interesting. That could be really interesting, or really terrible. Co-plotted by Tarantino and Wagner, scripted by Wagner, and the art team has not been announced yet. It is slated for a late 2014 release. I'm not a huge Django fan, but I enjoy Zorro, so I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. I don't know. Wagner makes good comics. This is true. I just don't know how well these two characters really mesh up. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Is like where yeah. they they're very different, like very very different. So I don't know. We'll see. 
Uh, let's see, Matt Wagner said in the press release, he said, this project is an absolute thrill. When Quentin and I first met, it felt like we'd known each other for years. The give-and-take energy of our initial story sessions was just incredible. It's a particular buzz to be writing Zora once again, and especially te- to team him up with the magnetic lead character from Quentin's most straight-up heroic movie, Django Unchained. Wild West is never going to be the same once these two come to town. <laughs> nice. That could be worth checking out, at least the first issue. Yeah, first I mean, I think the sure. first issue would be interesting to check out. But that being said, I wasn't a huge fan of the Django movie, so I'm like, meh. I still haven't seen it. It's uh, good. Look in, look in the I chat room. The, I think it's the only Quentin Tarantino movie I haven't seen, which is kind of sad. Yeah. I like Quentin's stuff, I just I haven't got around to seeing that one. In the chat room, Mike had guessed it was Zorro and Green Hornet. Close. That's he was close. closer to Green yeah. And then uh, Jay says, that that's a strange combination. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but not as strange as Doctor Who and Kill Bill, because that would be fucking weird. That would be really weird. But that's all I had in the way of news that I'd pulled aside for this week. I don't know if you guys had anything. Nope. Nothing else that I can think of. <laughs> all right. Well, then Look we'll just... my fingers crossed that Nathan Fillion is Richard Ryder. Fingers crossed. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Here's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Damn right. But I guess we'll I'll, just... I'm calling my shot. Fair enough. We'll start wrapping up in our traditional fashion. We're going to just share what we've been getting into, and I'll toss to Naki first again, because ladies first. Um, I am currently reading Turncoat of the Dresden Files series. Um, there is also, currently, if you're a Dresden Files fan, uh, they just started a new comic book um, that is a mini-series. We're not quite sure where... It, I, I don't really know where it takes place, Um in the actual series because I'm not finished with the series, but I'm sure you could talk to boyfriend or our usual or our, our former guest host King uh, Ryan. Um, they can inform me where it is. Uh-huh. Um, on top of that, um, it's it's exam week at school, so I've been doing a lot of that, and uh, I'm playing Clash of Clans. I'm really sorry, world, that I'm playing this game. Um, so that's the thing that's also happening. You're addicted. You're saying. I am. It's on my. It's on my tablet, and I'm on. I'm in. Um. My. The reason I got into it was one of my jobs is I work at at a comedy club, and my boss at the comedy club said I had to play or I'd get fired. <laughs> so, um, I started playing, and I just joined up with their clan. So, if you fight that against. Nice of him. I know. Um. So, if you join up and you and you start fighting against, got some beers, clan. That's us. Nice. I approve. So I'll go next, and then I'll toss to Anthony. I haven't gotten into too much. I did beat beat Watch Dogs this week. It's an okay game, but I give no shits at all about the main character in the game. He's one of the worst characters ever in a game. You never give two craps about what he's doing or why. He's just a douche. So I hope the sequel doesn't have him in it. Like poorly written or written to where you dislike him? Mostly a little of both, actually. Okay. I don't even know what's happening. Like I'm sitting there watching boyfriend play, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't. What? See, there's what parts is, of this I game that are care. fantastic. There's parts that are great. The level design is fantastic. Some of the side missions and quests like that are great. I spend more time wandering around the city just doing random missions than I do doing the story, and I'm having fun with that. But man, sometimes it's just it's it's a stretch. It's an okay game. It's Sometimes in those sandbox games, the side quests and the little random stuff you can do end up being more entertaining than the story. It yeah. has happened before. And the end of this game leaves it wide open for a sequel. You can tell it's what they want to do, but if for the love of God in a sequel, make the car driving mechanics a lot better because the cars have terrible steering all except like three models. 
It's easier for me to actually come to a stop to go around a sharp corner than it is to e-brake power slide through it because the steering is so bad. It's, it's rough. And the online GTA. play is really fun because people just drop in randomly and screw with your game, and it's it's a fun little aspect to be worried about when someone's going to jump in and try and steal stuff from you. What else have I been doing? Oh, I did watch yesterday, because I'm finally getting caught up on old movies I hadn't seen, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Surprisingly fun movie. I liked all the Clancy movies when I was younger, so the reboot I was intrigued by. Plus, it didn't help that it had Kira Knightley in it. She was my very first girl crush. Mm, Kira yeah. Knightley. Oh, we can't hand check your camera's off. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Let's see. Sorry, Let's I'm watching see. her naked scene in Domino right now. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I will be watching Following Skies when it comes back today. And then what else have I been doing? I don't I haven't really been doing much else. I've been working on projects around my house. Sorry, guys. I'm not very exciting. So we'll toss to Anthony. <laughs> Maybe he's got more exciting stuff. Maybe. 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 I passed the halfway point on Geek, so I'm excited about that. I'm on the downward slope finally. Yay. So I got my new schedule set up to where instead of trying to kill myself and try to color like six or seven days a week, I'm doing four days a week and giving myself specific downtime. And I think that's actually letting me get into a groove of working. And so on those nights, I have no problem working on Geek for eight to ten hours and knowing that, you know, come Wednesday, I won't have to color and I'll have a little downtime. So that, that seems to be helping the situation. Um, for those that may not know, Wolverine has been made mortal. He is, according to the comic book, permanently, in quotes, permanently lost his healing factor. So this has now started. Wolverine number eight in the new series is the start of Three Months to Die. If you haven't seen the, the artwork, go look. Uh, Steve McDivin did the covers. And all the covers are already done for this series. And on each one, like next, the one that comes out next month, one of the claws is shattered. Then the one after that, the other, the next claw is shattered. It's just this gorgeous artwork as his hand keeps getting more and more deteriorated. But apparently they're going to kill off Wolverine. You know, we know he'll be back, but it's a question of how they're going to kill him. And so far, the the new Wolverine comic has been a really fun ride because he's been running around as a villain. And the book started with him assassinating a Shield agent. So it's a crazy mm. fucking story. And it's all with him, all the while with him dealing with um, having to wear like body armor into fights and being afraid for the first time because he knows he can now die. And wrapping his head around that, like Wolverine was never afraid to die, but now that it's much more likely, it's it's kind of it's kind of messed with his head a little bit. So the the writers are having some good fun with it. And then um, original sin, the new uh, big summer blockbuster written by uh, Jason Aaron. All the artwork so far is, uh, I think all the artwork is going to be Mike Diodato. He's done all of it so far. Um, great fucking weird story. It starts off with somebody kills the Watcher and steals his eyeballs. It's a fucking crazy book. Um, and then if you guys want, I can spoil the hell out of it. Was this the Nick Fury reveal? Yeah, spoiler alert. Well, um, in issue two, or issue three, uh, Winter Soldier killed and decapitated Nick Fury. And then, Yay. huge spoiler alert, at the end of issue four, they find out why. It's because it was another LMD, and everybody that has everybody has thought was Nick Fury for all these years, has they've all been LMDs. Every single one of them. None of the characters in the Marvel Universe have been dealing with the real Nick Fury, and they find him in his secret hidden base, and he actually looks like an 80-year-old man. And he's surrounded by all these uh, LMDs that look like the classic Nick Fury with just a little gray in his hair, but still all kind of buff and Punisher-sized. So yeah, cool. it's 
it's a crazy ass twist. That and of course getting ready for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. In this book, you have a showdown between the Punisher and Rocket Raccoon. Yay! Standing there, eyeballing each other, holding giant cannons. Both of them kind of looking at each other like, "Bring it, bitch!" That's awesome. It's, it's fucking hilarious. I it's still worth have my four just for that. Ah, I got one too. I have it from um. I got one from C two E two. I didn't get yes. one. It was slimy. It was weird. The watcher's I haven't eye. Been reading it. The watcher's eye. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That and coloring. Plain Wildstar when I'm not coloring. That's about it. So I guess before we wrap things up, a couple quick announcements or whatnot I wanted to bring up. The first being a happy 52nd birthday to one Bruce Campbell today. Love the chin. Or is it 56? I gotta double check. Might be 56. It could be getting the number wrong. I'll have to look after the show. Regardless, happy birthday (laughs) to the chin himself. One Chuck Finley. If anyone watches Bird Nose, they'll catch that reference. Good. No uh, also, uh, I'm the guy with the gun. One big papa, a.k.a. Stephen John Drew, wanted me to mention that right now over at GunnaGeek.com, they are revamping the forums. There's going to be a new version of the forums launching soon that we're hoping to get a bunch of traffic on. So Sweet. head on over to GunnaGeek.com, play on the forums. They should be up and running here soon. And one last thing, a big congratulations to our friends over at Legends Podcast. Why, you might be asking, they recorded their 200th episode this week. It will be coming out probably in the next couple days on their feed. 200, that's Yay. freaking amazing. That is. So kudos to Wing, Op, Beef, and the rest of the former Legends cast. So does that Good mean work, we guys. have to make it to 200? Oh, yeah, I'm doing at least 100 of these. Oh, okay. Okay. I just wanted to beat Fanboy Buzz. That's like 163 we have to get to. No, no, my goal is we have to beat Smodcast. So you never get on beat Smodcast. How can Eventually. we possibly beat Smodcast? <laughs> we have to start breaking the show in like 20-minute segments and releasing like five times a week. Nah, you got to remember, you know, Kevin Smith gets high too often. Sometimes he forgets to do Smodcast. He'll That's do his true. six other podcasts during the week and go, you know, there was something I was going to do on Thursday, and I can't remember what it was. Touche. But uh, <laughs> once again, big congrats to the Legends crew. Here's another 200 for you guys. and Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Consistency. First, first Consistency, podcast man. on the network to reach 200. Yay. Hopefully not the last on the network to reach 200. <laughs> Definitely not the last. <laughs> I will drag you two kicking and screaming to 200 episodes if I have to. No. Because that's what Wait. it's going to take for me to have 100 episodes of a show. So. <laughs> kicking and screaming, bitches. Kicking and screaming. We're going. That's the name of this week's episode, Kicking and Screaming, bitches. <laughs> But I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Unless you guys had any last parting shots, parting thoughts before we close. Penis, 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 penis. August 1st, Guardians of the Galaxy. August 2nd, my birthday. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Which is more important right now, Guardians or Naki's birthday? Disney gave it to me as a present, thank you. If the the boyfriend's smart, he's going with the cheap birthday present and buying her tickets to Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even go to a movie. Happy birthday! That works. I know you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, so don't forget, guys. Send your birthday wishes to Naki when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. And thank there me. Thank you. And don't forget, <laughs> don't forget we have the Hall Notes emergency hotline for you to call if you're really in. If you, I'm calling for a man-eater right now. She's a man-eater. 
So, guys, that's going to wrap us up for this week. We'll see you next week. And don't forget the Hollow Notes emergency hotline if you need it right away. Bye, guys. There you go. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek Network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.